welcome to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. I'm your host, Yang Pratt, and each week we'll explore ways in which the arts can help you raise a smarter kid. I'll be sharing ways the arts can propel your child's learning and interviewing top artists, educators, and entrepreneurs. These guests will share why the arts are so very important to your child, along with actionable ideas you can easily implement into your already busy schedule. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast here on iTunes and share us with a friend. For extra tips on raising smart kids, head on over to artsmartparenting.com and click on the live tab. Welcome back to the Raising Smart Kids podcast. This is Young Pratt, your partner in raising smart kids through the arts. As the school year comes to an end, now is the perfect time to seek out arts opportunities for your kids. Keep boredom at bay and keep your kids' brains and bodies active this summer with arts programming in your local area. Our guest today is Ronel D. Pierre and he knows a thing or two about keeping his brain and body active through the arts. He is a man of many talents. He's a professional interpreter and translator, fluently speaking four languages, and is an accomplished artist from Haiti whose first exhibition was in Berlin, Germany, at the ripe old age of 12. After experiencing severe torment by his peers, Ronel spent much of his time alone learning and creating art. He has made his ultimate goal in life to help educate on the mistreatment of others through motivational speaking, community service, and volunteerism. As he continues giving back to his Haitian brothers and sisters and those in need, Ronel has helped raise over $9 million for NPHUSA.org. A portion of his proceeds of his book, Ronell and the Best Gift Ever, the story of a boy's love for animals, nature, art, and his friends, part one, will be donated to the organization in which he was raised. He plans to continue giving back by fundraising using his love of creating art, public speaking, and his newfound love of writing and illustration to accomplish this. He is currently working on part two of the Ronell series. And Ronell and I met actually in a Facebook group um, when I was setting out to launch my first book earlier this month. And he was the very first person from the group to reach out to me, and we've been connecting ever since. So, Ronell, it's my great pleasure to have you on the show today. Oh, thank you very much, Young. Um, it's a very wonderful pleasure for me to be here and to be in a group of you and uh, participate and help in any way I can possibly. Great. All right, well, let's talk about your journey and talk about how the arts has sort of helped shape who you are today. Well, um, my job when I um, belong always fully on a daily basis, and basically my comfort was always um, in creating things, really. I would go and sit down and while away and, and notebooks, um, you name it, anything I could possibly find, I would just do, I mean, be, um, do my creativity. Um, but I would, the first thing I started initially was to do little sketch, you know, um, what they call this stick, stick figures and things like that. I would always do things, again, in classrooms, in my books. My teachers would always say, 
like call my name or what are you doing? Are you paying attention? But I was I would always be distracted. I, like you know, I would always be distracted doing things in my textbooks and um, any possible things, any any service that I could find as a child. But mainly that came from being alone a lot, most of the time, and being bullied. Yeah, I hope that answered the question. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, as you're talking about doing sketches and being distracted by doing your art, I think a lot of kids go through that in school, too. They're so focused on what their love is in this world, and that's art and sketching and making their visions come to life, that I think sometimes in schools, that desire to do that art is not always a welcome addition to the classroom. Yes, it is for you right about that. Right, and so... My teachers always wanted to make sure I was not distracted. They wanted to make sure I was soaking out everything they were being teaching us as children. But um, sometimes my brain was like wandering, you know, away from the subject matter that was being taught in the classroom. I guess part of that was because the uh, comments that I had experienced as a child. But again, I I sometimes would pay, pay attention to what they were doing. Yeah, I talked to a lot of parents too, and when I was preparing to write my own book, um, I talked to lots of parents who said, yeah, my kid likes to do these other things, and it's really a matter of being able to open up the discussion with teachers and letting them know the things that you like to do and ways that they can help you still create that love of the art while still getting what you need in the classroom. So I think it definitely opens lots of doors for lots of discussion and lots of great opportunities that maybe aren't being used today. Yes, so true. I agree to that. So Ronel, with so many activities these days, you know, from after-school sports and clubs and organizations. Why do you think it's so important for kids to have access to the arts? Well, I think art is life. That's my answer to that. And art is not simply uh, painting on a canvas. Art is also literature, reading. It's everything, really. We are surrounded by it. It's architecture and everything. I believe for a kid to grow up not knowing what art is, it would be a mistake. Because really, creation, I would say anything created, even a house, it's, is a heart, is, a, is an art, by the way. Because you have to have architects to uh, design, to do all this kind of stuff. But I guess your question is more towards uh, when, it com- when it comes to painting and when it comes to sculpting. More, this, you're probably talking about this type of art forms. I would say it is necessary and important for kids to learn art making because it will help them. It's a form of therapy, you know. It's it's just it's just very positive to, to just learn this thing. I mean, really, I don't think there is a specific answer to your question because art is so vast. Art is life. That's that's something any kid, any child should learn, you know. And I hope I answered the question correctly, but I mean, I could go on and on. It's just, yeah. No, and I, and I agree. And I love your comment that art is life. And it breaks my heart to think about kids going to school these days because much of their day is spent 
memorizing, being confined to the four walls of their classroom, and getting ready to take tests. So much of their day isn't involved in creative pursuits, which I think is a travesty, and it sounds like you do as well, because this is the time in their day, especially when they're young. They need that time to explore. They need that time to understand what it is that he or she likes and really have a sense of being able to do something on their own without being told you have to do it this way at this time with this person and with these tools. All right, so this is a a question that's related to the last one I asked, and I want to talk about confidence. You know, you had some hardships growing up, but you've certainly learned to be a very confident person in life and, and go boldly into this world. What is it about the arts that helps to cultivate confidence? I guess, to me, because I was bullied harshly, let me answer your question correctly. After a certain point in time, I realized I had to try to let that go. And that's part of the reason why what I'm doing is to raise awareness about the unheard, you know, like children that are being bullied on a daily basis those that often like myself, you know, that are not confident enough to talk about their lives, to basically um, ask questions. So I just wanted to create some sort of a book to give these people a voice using my own life story. I didn't want to use somebody else's life story. I wanted to open up. Because to me, my life will always be an open book. So um, I cultivated my confidence in knowing that if I survive the, the type of bully that, that, that I had to go through as a child, then I, I could survive anything, really. That's where my confidence started. And that's where I realized, okay, I could do anything, just talk about my life and see how people react to it, whether it's negative or positive, and to take everything in. Because again, I went to the harshest bully, you know, type of bullies you can experience in, in, in a lifetime as a child. And I know every kid goes through it, and I'm not the only one. Found confidence came from from being bullied and, and from having to like it. That's that's it, really. And uh, you just have to speak up. You know, we all have a voice, and we all like to be heard. I don't know if again. I hope I answered the questions correctly. And again, um, you know, we all have our own unique experience when it comes to confidence. But that's that's basically what I mean. I love that you said that everyone has their own unique voice, and I think that's something that the arts has to offer, because even though you may learn to mix colors or put words together on a page, the way each person does that is very special and unique, and I really feel strongly that that's why I think every child, every person, as you said, should experience the arts on a daily basis. It should really go beyond you know, a 30-minute class, a 40-minute class, but it should be something that kids have access to all the time. Parents are busier than ever these days. What is one simple tip you could tell a busy parent about how to simply incorporate the arts into their life at home? From my personal experience, um, I can tell you one thing from my personal experience. I know for one thing, uh, my mom, my American mother is not like, an artist itself, but it's really 
recording is being very valuable all kinds of art forms. So what she did with me, she would always take me to uh, museums. So that means almost every weekend we'd go to a, you know, especially we'd like on Sundays, we'd go to the museums here in Houston, Texas, um, to the MFA, Museum of Fine Art, Houston, the, the Neil Museum Collection. Um, she also take me to outdoor theaters. She'd go to live theaters with me. And again, that's how she would encourage, you know, she would try to instill my artistic uh, talent, I mean, abilities, and adding to what I already had. So she would always make sure we did these things. You know, and of course, during the summertime, she would encourage me to um, paint, you know, because I would always have um, church shows during the, the fall. That's when mainly churches have art shows. They have, you know, all kinds of fairs. And I would always paint um, bird houses. Bird houses that, would, that I would paint, I would also paint aprons with nicely designed little things for people. And still today, I, I do have a lot of people that collect my artworks. In fact, I'm going to do another art show at one of those churches here in, uh, as well as the city hall. I will have an art show there um, as well. So basically, yeah, it starts with going to museums. That's that's how you you instill uh, this um, uh, this passion in, in your children. You start going to the museum for them and because because children are very visual. You know, they are very visual, and it depends on what they see that can can encourage interest in them basically start So for those of us who live in small towns, you know, we have one museum in our entire town and we have a, a couple of different art galleries. There's not a ton of activities. If someone's faced with the challenge of not having places to go in their town, what would you recommend to them? Well, there's always the internet. If you, even if the Louvre museums, I mean, like the Louvre, if you can go to, to, to Paris to, to see the Louvre, you can always go to uh, their website. They showcase their art. It's almost like, you know, nowadays everything is, is so tight and connected together. Anything you want to do is on the internet. I mean, you can literally have a tour of the Louvre Museum on, on their website. Using the internet is a great resource because a lot of parents are giving their kids their devices when they're out and about or waiting in line so they can quickly access pretty much everything under the sun. As you said, we live in a very global community, so being able to see inside the Louvre or other museums or other fine arts exhibitions around the world is really just a matter of typing in a few words and hitting go into Google and a whole new world pops up. Yeah, that's 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 the way it is. You know, if, if I've, you know, if I want to see art shows in Australia, if, if there's a museum um, that I am interested in, I go to their website. You know, um, sometimes they don't um, show all the artworks, but, you know, most of the time you'll see some famous museums like the Louvre show most of what they have. Because, again, you could see the Louvre in, in one day. It's so vast if you were physically at the museum that, that is. Yeah, I think there's some statistic about when I went to go visit the Louvre years ago, there's some piece of literature that says if you spent one minute at each exhibition or each piece of artwork it would take you a week to see everything in the Louvre so it, like you said it's very very vast so being able to do it 
Do it in your own time with your own, with your kids' attention spans, whether it's five minutes, 10 minutes, or five hours. There's definitely lots of freedom to choose the, your own adventure when using the internet to look at art. That's, that's how it is, yeah. So I want to touch on a subject you talk about in your book, and that's about bullying. You know, that's a pretty, pretty intense topic with lots of schools these days, and there's lots of initiatives schools have put into place. How can the arts be used for helping to prevent bullying? Well, first of all, to answer your question, I would say this book that I did is actually a painting that I did. The cover was a painting that I did um, that was actually purchased by a doctor that really loved the painting. And I decided I had to uh, turn that painting into a book to really tell this story. Because sometimes, as an artist, when I have my shows, I always have, there are moments that I always have to explain everything about my artworks. So I wanted to try something seeing if I can bring this painting to life, like questions people would ask me about the painting. And then, if let's say, this is the book. So you have the painting and you have the book. So I realized, okay, if I could turn my painting into a book, almost answering people's questions, like when I have shows, then I could do that. So I did this book about anti-bullying because I think it, it, it must end because people, you know, some kids that can't bear bullying, you know, being bullied, they, they end up taking away their lives, you know, which is a negative thing. So if I could contribute in any possible way to help end this by using my own story, by not being mean to my bullies, by accepting them the way they are, by loving them, and hopefully, eventually, they will love me back. And, and that's basically what I did, because you, you don't have to carry grudges just because people don't like you, blah, blah, blah. You know, you should treat people like you want to be treated. Although I was not treated that way as a child, you know, people didn't like me, so. But, I mean, I can't say I'm going to hate them for that, no. I have to like them in, in return, you know, and, and I mean, eventually, if somebody doesn't, doesn't like you and that person is mean to you, if you like them, eventually they will change, they will have a change of heart, they may end up crying, why is this guy liking me when I hate him? And suddenly they have a change of heart. You know, they, they, they no longer bully you, nor do they uh, bully other people. You know, it's just this positivity I wanted to bring, um, using my painting, and, um, which is now a book um, for people to, to understand and relate to. Again, other ideas in the book is love for nature, love for animals, you know, love uh, for my mother, 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 and she is the best gift ever, you know. And she cried for that book because she didn't know I was writing the book. When that book came out, she was like, oh my goodness, this was my, the very best Valentine's Day present that I have, you know, ever received, you know. So she was really happy. I'm still today, she can't believe it. She can't handle the idea because everything I'm doing, she knows, except that one, she had no idea. She didn't know it was coming. So I hope I answered the question. Absolutely. And what a great gift to give to your mother and, you know, really getting your message of acceptance and love out into the world using your artwork. That's such a great lesson for all of us to embrace, and especially for kids as they're finding their way into the world, finding that place in themselves where they feel love for themselves, love for others, and feel completely accepted in who they are is such a powerful lesson. So thank you for sharing that. 
having read the book that it's really a spectacular book and it really the message in the book is like you said very universal if people are interested in getting a copy of your book where can they get that well if people are interested in getting a copy they can order it from Amazon they can go to Barnes and Noble and they, they can also get it from Books a Million so it is currently national they can access it and order it from any Barnes and Noble in the U.S. or if they have it in Canada as well. But if they're not in the U.S., they're overseas, they can order it from Amazon. Excellent. And I'll, I'll make sure I put all those links to those sites in our show notes so people can click directly from our, our podcast webpage right to you so they can get that ordered. And before we say our goodbyes today, what is the best way for someone to get in touch with you if they want to see more of your artwork, if they're interested in connecting with you personally? How can they do that? The best way is to use my personal email, which is also in my book. This is artistronel at gmail.com. Although a lot of people don't believe it, but yes, this is my email, my personal email. Um, anyone can email me at any time and I will get back to them. And if they are interested in seeing my work, they can always go to uh, ronelpierre.weebly.com. Although I still have to update my website because there's so many of my work that are not even posted on the website because lately I've been working on you know, my other book and it's taking me time so I don't really have enough time to update the site. And they, are, they can also Google my name because um, thank God I was featured in multiple newspapers in town after the earthquake in Haiti because I was traveling in um, Haiti when it happened 45 minutes after afterwards uh, after I had landed there. So uh, yeah, they can they can look me up in that way and uh, they, they, they can ask any questions and feel free to contact me. Great. And is there one final piece of advice you could give to parents who are listening to the show? Well, my advice to parents, um, as an newlywed, um, looking, I mean, looking forward to have my own children as well, um, is to, uh, to love your children, you know, because uh, to not be too severe with them, because if you are, then they eventually become, you know, they become rebellious, you know, not that I was, never could be, but uh, to just uh, love your children and, and uh, see how you can help them develop their artistic skill because, because all children, every children, I believe, every child has this in them, you know. It just has to be uh, found and, and uh, worked on and, and improved and 
eventually they, they, their, their talent comes out. You know, we all are artists. I always believe that. I, I firmly believe it. We all are. Even though sometimes when I talk to my friends, I always say, oh, well, I'm not an artist. The only thing I can do is draw stick figures, which is, I don't know. But yeah, that's, that's my advice. I hope this works out. Absolutely. And I want to just thank you for your time and thank you again for putting your book and putting your artwork out into this world and serving at such a high level. I really do appreciate it. Oh, anytime. Um, I'm really happy to have read your book and reviewed your book. And I, I look forward to having my own copy uh, and paid for signed by you <laughs> so you can have mine too. And yeah, we could, we could do that. Coming up, yes. On, on our next round, right? Oh, yes, absolutely. Excellent. Awesome. Thank you so much, and I will be in touch soon. It was a um, wonderful time to basically help um, and talk about art making um, for children and all that, as well as anti-bullying. I look forward to the next chapter of your book in mine as well, and uh, see how we can collaborate. Like like we, we talked about yes. earlier, uh, I think, two months ago, or a month ago. Yes. We have, like... Uh, book signing event and about I think so I think so absolutely okay excellent we'll catch you soon then bye 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 thanks for tuning in to the Raising Smart Kids podcast if you're enjoying this podcast please share us with a friend and head on over to iTunes and leave us a review there and let us know you're enjoying the show if you're looking for more tips on raising smart kids Head to Amazon.com and pick up a copy of my first book, Raising a Superhero, How to Unleash Your Child's Eight Superpowers and Propel Learning Through the Arts. Thanks for allowing me to be your guide on this parenting adventure, and I look forward to catching you next time.